0: We had four people signed up for the trip. We needed to tell the venue where we were hosting the trip in Costa Rica how many people we were gonna have, and we had four people signed up. And I think our goal for that trip was 30 people. And we were like, do we do a trip with four people? Do we refund these people? How are we gonna, like, what do we do? Welcome to Babson Built, where we showcase Babson founders and entrepreneurs.
1: People who have tried, failed, and tried again. They are the changemakers, the disruptors, the hustlers, and the builders. These are their stories. This week on Babson Built, we're talking with Startup Island founders Josh Gershon and Brian Helfman about how they built a business teaching entrepreneurship in the tropics. So how did you guys meet, and what made you decide to co-found a company together?
2: So, Brian and I, we know each other uh, since sixth grade, actually. Really? We go back quite a while. Yeah, we went to middle school and high school together. Grew up together playing sports and uh, having some good memories, goofing around in class together. And, um, you know, we had always stayed closest friends. And actually, I think we became better friends as we got older. And we were both very entrepreneurial minded. And that was something that was pretty evident. Um, you know, through our friendship, we always sort of tossed around businesses, you know, business ideas together, and we always said, you know, it'd be really cool if one day we wind up starting a business together. And lo and behold, now we have.
1: And was Startup Island your first venture together, or had you tried starting anything else?
0: Yeah, I think individually for sure. Um, so we went off to separate colleges, each started our own businesses along the way. Uh, early on. I think it was more about the ideation process. It, it for me personally, it took a while to get to the point where I really felt like I had the knowledge and resources to start something on my own, which looking back on, like I wish I tried and failed more early on so that I could kind of expedite the process of you know when I eventually did start my first business, it would have been nice to have learned earlier on. but yet I mean together, You know there wasn't much like shoveling driveways lemonade stands the usual like kid stuff
2: well funnily enough (laughs) though um the way sort of the way that the collaboration on startup island came together was through our attempt to start a podcast together how ironic much like this one (laughs) yeah small world you know we used to get together like once once a week or so and we would just, you know, kind of kick the can and we would just record ourselves talking about, you know, all different kinds of things, business, sure. life, uh, things we were passionate about, things we were upset about, you know, we would just like get pretty deep on the mic. And, yeah. um,
0: what, year, what year was that? This was, what,
2: 2015? 2015. It was, 2015. It was right before
0: we started Startup Island.
2: Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, at the time, you know, I had started to sort of plant the seeds for Startup Island for myself. It was something that I had begun working on and... At the time, I was you know, in the process of potentially bringing on another co-founder, and the more and more that we talked about the business and the mission of, of what this thing could become, uh, became evident that you know we both had a growing passion for it, and at a certain point, we just sort of decided to do it together, and it's funny because somewhere in the archives, that's actually, that moment is on tape, which is a pretty cool thing that we'll have to look back on someday
0: i would I would like to have access to that. That would be pretty well interesting. It, it still <laughs> needs a lot of editing there There's some stuff in there that may never see the light of day, but there's some good stuff in there too. It would be fun to like one day release those early podcasts. It's funny i I, I did listen to them somewhat recently they're they're pretty funny.
2: There's some <laughs> raw stuff on there yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and was
1: it out of any particular experience that you realize the world needs startup island?
2: Absolutely. And and we've learned this now more and more as we've begun working with college students. We we see now that like there's such a need for this, especially for younger people. But for me, it came from a place of being at sort of crossroads in my own career. And, you know, as Brian noted, we had both sort of tried our own businesses through college and our, our early years out of school but I had been growing with a company for about two years. You know, I was in my mid, early to mid twenties at this point, and after a couple of years, I just really wasn't fulfilled in my day to day anymore.
1: Was that was that a startup company or a
2: it was regular a job? It, it was a startup company, uh, and it was awesome. And I joined the company back when we probably had about thirty-two people. I think I was the thirty-second employee. The company now has over two hundred people, and I got to really wow. witness, you know, some of that that growth and contribute to that growth. So it was exciting. You got to see like that, you know, startup phase of a company, which was very inspiring. But after about two years or so and having, you know, being entrepreneurial minded myself, I always wanted to do something on my own. And I came to a point where I wasn't sure what to do next. And I basically knew I needed some sort of reset. So I gave myself two options. And those two options were one, I was just going to buy a one-way ticket to Costa Rica and I was going to backpack around central and south america and i knew that
1: it sounds fun yeah
2: yeah i mean i knew it would be a tremendous growth experience because you know traveling alone is just so enriching and you learn about yourself and the way you see the world and you get to connect with amazing people and just really open doors for yourself um but i wasn't quite sure what that would do professionally for me and i was hearing still some of those outside voices in my head well how do you put this on your resume? Or what do you do when you come back and you have no money and no experience, right? So my other option was more career focused and I was thinking about shifting gears into something a little bit more creative, perhaps graphic design. So basically I held in my two hands, you know, a personal growth experience through travel or a professional growth experience through shifting gears in my career and, and trying to re-enter the job market as something different. And that was the point where I said, well, I don't wanna have to choose personal or professional growth, I wanna combine the two and I wanna create a program that empowers people and enables them to grow as individuals. But maybe we can curate that experience and, and make it, a, you know, a travel experience that surrounds them with other entrepreneurial-minded folks and coaches and mentors and people that are going to help them move forward in, you know, creating ventures or finding meaningful careers.
1: Can you give us a little insight into what someone attending Startup Island will experience?
0: So most of our travelers are in the early stage of their entrepreneurial journey. Either they have an idea that they've just started building, Um, maybe they just found their co-founder and they're trying to get that early traction, Um, or a lot of our travelers are also even in that pre-idea stage where they're really passionate about entrepreneurship in general and sort of being their own boss and, and taking ownership over their life, but don't have that idea that they're really excited about. So we really focus on the entrepreneurial mindset and developing the skills to really fine tune what it is that you're passionate about and inflict as much of that into your day-to-day life as possible. So on our trips, we run workshops and conduct what we call island office hours, leveraging our network of coaches, from various different backgrounds within the startup world. And our goal is to, through those workshops and and office hours, to really give students the individualized attention that they need because what our students get out of the program is different for every student. So before the trip, we take the time to get to know our students through our application process and through Phone calls, and we meet a lot of our travelers in person before the trip so that we can best outfit each trip with the right coaches for those students. And then during the experience, we, you know, by combining this, the workshops and the office hours with this travel experience where you're naturally opening yourself up to new experiences and new ideas with this group of like minded, ambitious people. It heightens the level of the connections between those people and the value that they can give and receive from each other. So we have a very flat mentorship structure on our trips where we truly believe that everyone on the trip has something to learn and something to teach from someone else. I think a lot of the value that the students get comes from the community. It comes Mm -hmm. from really getting to know the other people on the trip.
1: What do you look for in the Startup Island coaches?
2: Well, one major prerequisite for all of our coaches is that the trip is just the beginning for them. You know, we like to think that the Startup Island trip itself is really just one piece of the Startup Island program, and the Startup Island program is something that you're in for the rest of your life, and it's really an ongoing development mentorship program and support system. So. We look for coaches, of course we look for them to have, you know, a bit of experience in either having created a business or led a team or, you know, done something somewhat notable in their career, um, something that they can really speak to, but more importantly than that, and as Brian said, they have to be relatable to the students, we want to create this sort of level playing field, and it's very important that they will remain in each student's corner, I mean it sounds so crazy when you say for the rest of your life but really like for as long as those students need them and that I think has been one of the most humbling and cool parts of this program to see is that like you know I'll check in with a student every once in a while and they'll, they'll be like yeah you know I, I spoke to Sarah last week and like Sarah was you oh, know a yeah. coach on their trip and this is months and months after the trip and the fact that they still keep in touch and that the coaches are still showing up for them, mm-hmm. I think that's incredibly important. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, first and foremost, that's what we look for. Um, sure. That said, we also, we, we do empower some students to be coaches as well. A lot of student founders are interested in our program. So, you know, if they have the right experience, they're the most relatable to the other students because they're in the classroom, you know, their fellow classmates and they're already building businesses and doing amazing things. So that also creates really a nice, level playing field and and great learning opportunity.
0: Every entrepreneur starts somewhere. Are you looking for your beginning? The Blank Center for Entrepreneurship is where Babson's emerging entrepreneurs connect with the events, workshops, mentoring, and competitions that they need to build their businesses. This summer, join the top student teams from Babson, Wellesley College, and Olin College of Engineering and accelerate your venture in the Blank Center's intensive summer venture program. Applications open Monday, February fourth, for this summer's cohort. To learn more, please visit www.absin.edu/svp.
1: So you've had seven successful trips to date, and over a hundred attendees. What growing pains have you had during this experience of growing the business?
0: Yeah, so getting that first trip together was was an interesting experience, to say the least. So we, in October 2015, that was really when we said to each other, all right, we're doing this together. Let's see if we can get one trip off the off the ground. And at that point, it wasn't a business yet. It was still an idea. And... We thought after talking to some potential customers, both our peers and a few college students, we really enjoyed the conversations we were having with college students. And we thought the timing made sense to do an alternative spring break trip. It was October. We figured we could do a trip in March that would give Mm -hmm. us about five months to put something together, which looking back was not nearly enough time. But so so over the course of the next few months, we cold emailed every president, every student leader, at every entrepreneurship program, um, particularly throughout the Northeast. And um, most people didn't respond. But it's been
1: hundreds of emails. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. In those first few months, we emailed maybe a thousand people. Oh my like, goodness! It, it, and that really, whether those people responded to us or not, I think set the groundwork for our community because those people still, you know, they, they would see Startup Island once and, and now two years later, they've probably seen it multiple times over the course of the years and, and we're starting to build a brand. But back then it was, it was a process getting people to buy in. And one of the first people who did that was this guy, Ben Bungert, who is the president of the Entrepreneurship Club at Northeastern. And he really advocated for our program and really saw the value in it and and helped us spread the word at Northeastern. But also, you know, fast forwarding a little bit, the people on that first trip really, you know, being that they were mostly in the Boston area, helped us expand to schools like Babson. But there was a moment in probably like December that year where we had four people signed up for the trip. We needed to tell the venue where we were hosting the trip in Costa Rica how many people we were going to have. And we had four people signed up. And I think our goal for that trip was 30 people. And we were like, do we do a trip with four people? Do we refund these people? How are we going to, like, what do we do? And, you know, we had been spending time on, on college campuses. We had been emailing people. We'd been talking on the phone with countless student leaders. And I remember we, we, we sat at the diner below my apartment in New York city and really said like, you know, maybe this was just an idea that didn't work out, you know, cause it wasn't even a business yet. It w- at that point it wouldn't have been like our business failed. It would have been like, all right, we tried this and it didn't work. And I remember I went into a meeting and you know, all down and and came out of the meeting like two hours later and we had gotten four new signups, four new deposits. So we went from four travelers to eight travelers and had sort of like a new pep in our step. And that weekend, in the last weekend that we were accepting signups, we filled the trip up to 16 students. Wow. So so In from four to from four to 16 in, 16 in, in about, less than a week in a, in less than a week yeah so it happened pretty quickly going from like being ready to throw in the towel and and potentially give up to we have our first trip together and then from there it was like all right so we have 16 students coming to costa rica with us what do we do with them Um, So that was another journey. But we put together a great trip.
1: Well, yeah. Tell me about that journey.
0: Sure. Um, (laughs) Well, so while we were reaching out to students at that time, we also reached out to a lot of people who we thought could be good coaches, you know, really renowned names in the entrepreneurship world. And some got back to us. A lot of them wished us luck. And, And the ones that agreed to be part of the experience generally said, like, yeah, I could come for a day and my speaking fee is $20,000. And we were like, well, obviously we can't do that. And we re- even then, I think we really wanted people to be part of the entire experience. You know, like yeah. Josh said, our coaches, the value that they bring is much more than the value they bring in their workshop or their office hours. It's being part of the entire experience. And in one moment, you know, teaching the group about their experience marketing and, and scaling their product, and then the next minute jumping off a waterfall with them. Because it's through, it's through those different experiences that they really become close to our travelers. So we ended up empowering two of our students who had founded companies, one of whom was the student who, whose company eventually got acquired. Uh, we empowered them to lead workshops And I think their workshops were the most powerful afternoons of of that first trip. And we ran workshops and really honed in on this curriculum centered around personal development, because while we had had our experience in the startup world and our successes and failures, we knew that the value that we personally could bring was really in that realm of of personal development and and balance side of of what it means to be an entrepreneur.
1: How has Startup Island changed since you first started it and seen the things that work and the things that don't work?
2: It's actually a great segue from what Brian was just talking about. I think we've evolved more into, you know, more of a heavily focused on personal development. In fact, like we now call ourselves a personal and professional development accelerator program. Um, Whereas our first program, I think our vision was a little bit more geared towards the way we all think of startups and entrepreneurship, you know, almost like a traveling entrepreneurial boot camp. But now it, we've seen the value and we've seen what the students are already getting in their classrooms. And, you know, we know what's out there on the YouTube channels and we know what, what resources students and all young entrepreneurs have for how to be an entrepreneur. But what's talked about less is First of all, what does that mean as an as an individual? What does that mean as far as like cultivating a mindset? What does that mean for the people that don't want to create billion dollar tech companies to be acquired by Google? Like what about the rest of us that are just creatives and are still trying to have an impact yeah. in our society? Mm-hmm. So, over time, the program has just evolved more into us Creating a curriculum that focuses on the individuals behind these businesses and behind these business ideas, as opposed to the businesses themselves. In fact, we now, we call our curriculum the business of being happy and healthy, which is the foundational workshop that we run on every trip to start the trip. And now it's evolved sort of from just one workshop to the entire basis of the program.
1: What successes have you seen come out of Startup Island?
2: So we've seen a handful of businesses at least get started through the program. You know, a few folks from from even Babson and Northeastern have begun working on cross-campus collaborations and getting products off the ground. Um, But we've also seen some pretty large wins from our alumni companies as well. Uh, One of our students' companies was recently acquired this past year. We've seen quite a few folks go on to raise some funding. Um, In fact, across our community, I think over $3 million dollars has been raised, which is pretty awesome. And it just goes to show that, you know, the focusing, what we do focus on does also pay dividends because the personal growth that these people are experiencing sort of catalyzes the business growth. The business growth is all an extension of the individuals themselves. So we're glad it's working.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And it's also a lot more, you know, when we talk about entrepreneurship and when we talk about what value we're bringing to these students, Again, it's different for everybody. So, we've helped a lot of students start companies and take their ideas and, and leave with actionable business plans. And, you know, some of those students are now growing those companies that began as ideas on Startup Island. But for some students, it's more about finding what it is they really want to do. For example, one student, John Marchetti from Babson College, he, after Startup Island, I think, realized how the, really the power of travel for, for himself and getting out of his comfort zone. And, and on the trip, we talked a lot about him being more open to new experiences and getting out of his comfort zone at networking events. And he ended up spending a semester in, in Silicon Valley, and now he's working at Contrary Capital as a student VC. So, again, he, he didn't start his own company, but he, I think, developed his entrepreneurial mindset to take ownership over his life and really figure out what it is he really wanted to do. That, that's just as much a success story to us, to the person who raises a million dollar seed round.
1: Where do you hold Startup Island and how did you decide upon
0: that location? Great question. <laughs> um, so our spring break program is in Costa Rica. And that's where all of our abroad trips have been so far. Uh, It's kind of our abroad headquarters, if you will. We spend a a good amount of time there. And Costa Rica really fits the vibe that we're trying to instill because, I mean, mainly it's, it's the culture and the people. The culture is such that they are so welcoming and happy and filled with pride to showcase their beautiful country to... Outsiders, and it's a very diverse country that you know both ecologically and and in terms of the people. But I think for our travelers, you know, who either come from America or some metro, relatively metropolitan area, we, we do have a lot of international students. But going to Costa Rica provides a lot of added perspective because. It's a place where people live very simple lives in terms of the material things that they have and are so happy living that lifestyle and proud of that lifestyle. So like this year, um, we're doing a cultural exchange day where we're gonna go to a local high school and I think really learn a lot from them. And, And some of the times, you know, when I'm on the phone with a prospective traveler, they're really excited to teach these students and really provide value for them and, and you know look at it as community service but people in Costa Rica you know they don't they don't really like when you come in and talk about community service and and helping them because mm-hmm. they're very happy you know they in a lot of ways i think can help us and really teach us so that added element really I think helps our travelers just come back with a little more perspective and, and gratitude.
1: Where do you see the company going in the future, and what are your immediate plans to make that happen?
0: Right now, we're we're pretty laser focused on our spring break program. That's the big push right now. But a new initiative we're really excited about is customer treats. So as our traveler, you know, again, right now we're very focused on the college demographic, but as our travelers graduate and start companies of their own, we've already started to see some interest in doing customer treats for growing student organizations and other startups, because I think the value that we're really bringing lies in community engagement and personal development. So that's something that Any demographic, any company could use, you know, a lot of companies, especially now when there are so many distractions with the rise of social media, it's very easy to fall into the cycle of having a lot of digital friends or likes or followers without people that you can really confide in and trust. And I think within companies, that's a big thing that we're trying to promote. So through our customer retreat program, we see a lot of growth in providing travel experiences that promote community and personal development and growing that arm of the business while you know remaining true to our core demographic of college students. We also see a lot of value in this experience for high school students. So eventually we see us developing a high school program We also do currently run programs for young professionals. We do summer weekend trips in upstate New York. So doing more of those throughout the country. And then further down the road, maybe five, 10 years, providing more of those community and personal development oriented experiences for different demographics. Because again, I think everyone is searching for community and support and ultimately, you know, I think these days it's really easy to feel alone and isolated. So we're really trying to, to fix that and help people grow and, and gain confidence and tools to help them succeed in whatever that means for them and, and surround them with people who are going to help and support them on their journey.
1: You might say that Startup Island is a lifestyle business. Do you want to be part of Startup Island for the rest of your life? Can you see yourself going on these trips when you're, say, 50 years old?
2: Absolutely. Yeah, we, we talk about this a lot. Uh, and I think, I mean, short answer is yes, we want to be involved in this forever. Um, yesterday, Brian said something. He's uh, like, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of getting old, man. Like We can't. <laughs> Necessarily, like, be going on these trips with college students forever, which is totally true. I think at a point when like we become no longer relatable, we will have to have a team sort of running these experiences for us. But
0: yeah, when we stop being confused for college students. Yeah, luckily we <laughs> college both campuses. We both
2: look kind of young right now, so we can ride that. We a, a little longer. Yeah, but ultimately, and one of the coolest parts about our community, and like you said, I mean, people get so involved in this program and we really feel like we're building a community with the people that we're building it for so you know we've already seen a lot of interest from previous travelers to step up and lead workshops on you know on the next trip and potentially that could evolve into leading trips of their own so we're growing the community in such a way that it, we can continue to empower people who have been impacted by our program to then pay it forward for students that are younger than them, which we're really excited about. But we, uh, I mean, I'll definitely speak for both of us here. We love what we're doing so much that, you know, I can't see a time when we're not somehow involved in, you know, in the development and the growth of the program.
1: Thanks for listening to this week's Babson Built, where we showcase Babson entrepreneurs and founders. If you have a second, please subscribe, rate, and review the show. We take feedback seriously here at Babson Built, and it helps other listeners find us. If you know a Babson entrepreneur who should be featured, email us at babsonbuiltgmail.com. At